and take 22. Okay. Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast all about performers' worst nightmares, bombing on stage. And I'm Lauren Hutton, with me as always. We're doing another one? Wait, what? Oh, I'm Luke Fagenbush. Sick. And with us this week, our guest... Uh, Cece Laird. <laughs> awesome. This was a really fun episode. It was chaotic and everywhere. Is that just our show now? It's I just a so. tornado of nonsense and then we're like, now tell us one of your failures. After after doing the show, how would you describe it? Is it a tornado of chaos? I think I actually brought my chaos witch energy to the show and it was say, sort of too yeah. powerful to resist, so I uh, Hell yeah. uh, apologize and you're welcome. <laughs> no. Thanks for listening, the everybody. CC Laird experience. I'm sorry, you're welcome. <laughs> New album name. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Feels like a podcast. Well. Yeah, right. It feels like a pod. I'll oh, you guys about got the mic. you guys got the buds. I requested those because I have glasses, and then Lauren oh, had to copy. Sense. No, no, no. I didn't copy. I uh, well. <laughs> broke the rest of our headphones <laughs> <laughs> to make it look like you're not copying. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you have to make bits real. <laughs> <laughs> Life reflecting mm. art. Does that happen a lot to you? Like when do you see like the things that you think very funny? Oh shit, did I manifest that? Did that happen because I thought about it or did I notice it before and not realize? Both and. It's a cycle. Hell yeah. Because you notice it and so then you manifest it and then you're like maybe I can actually manifest it a little better and then you do and then you notice it. Gotcha, so gotcha. It's, it's like yeah, it feeds into itself. Words. Nice. Plus we're comics, so we like talk about our lives. Like literally, the material is stuff we're going through. So, like, you better see it. <laughs> you know right? what I mean? Right. Like, it should be in your life. Like, right. Do me a favor, CZ. Try and stay like about oh, yeah, no four problem. inches from the mic. Otherwise, you're going to be super quiet. Uh, and I, I mean, I could do a better job in post to make sure that that doesn't happen. But I, I'm tired of lying to the world. I'm very lazy, and I don't want to do that anymore. Direct me. It's all good. <laughs> okay, I, I got it. I got it. Okay. I've been good. doing it to you for years. I don't know why I've, I haven't been like correcting you our guests just, more. Like, boost me or unboost everyone else. So. Wait, what? Didn't you say you found a way to just like unboost everyone else so that you don't have to do that? I mean, it kind of worked, but boost. not really. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll try and get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> how have you guys, how have your days been? Are you good? CC's <laughs> <laughs> nodding. Good. good days. Good, good days. days. How have your days good been, guys? <laughs> no, days have been good. Uh, obviously, like the winter is terrible for depression. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's actually really good for depression. Oh, if you're depressed, oh, yeah, right. dude, depression is gangbusters. <laughs> yes. Like, depression's numbers are way up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get stock now. Yeah, that fourth low. quarter for depression is booming. Yeah, so high. Yeah, right. I don't think I know anybody that's like immune to that. No, 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 not at all. It's I think Rob it's Lowe. natural. Yeah, <laughs> probably right. <laughs> That's because he hibernates in like a chamber. 
<laughs> he bathes or he sleeps standing up in a cocoon filled with milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need that. It's good for the skin, I bet. I mean, I'm it sure. has to be. There's like a bunch of people that still do that, isn't there? Isn't that still a thing? Bathing like in milk. Bathing in milk. That milk seems baths. expensive. I don't think so at all. No, <laughs> no. milk baths aren't a thing. It has to be a thing. Colin, if you take milk baths, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying Colin. I'm like who? <laughs> right. I was like, oh, Colin takes Colin. milk baths. Okay, no, right. No, Colin, with your comments, do you take milk baths? Leave a comment. <laughs> How are you dealing with the seasonal depression? Not well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coping yeah. poorly. Mm. Uh, no, actually, I. it's actually really helpful to share yeah. like, going through depression. And like that mm-hmm. is um, a, a catalyst, you know, to relief. Um, and so like actually like doing your show the other night was like really good because I'm indoors a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just getting out and like engaging with people. When I was extra, extra depressed, that was kind of a key to just throw myself out there and be a wet blanket for like a year and a half <laughs> and finally like develop a personality. Yeah. Open wound. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love the way you express that because it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry that I am making everything damp. <laughs> My bad, but like I need, I need y'all to take some of this damp off me I, just by osmosis. I'm a caterpillar, and I need to grow into a beautiful. <laughs> that's the oh, that's shit. the pro of winter is yeah. it's great for reflection. Mm-hmm. Is I mean that's probably why we get depressed. It's too much reflection, but a so, little bit yeah. is good. Turn your stagnation into reflection. Absolutely. Big moves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do like that comedy tends to pick up when like the weather gets cold and everyone's just like, oh, we can't do anything outside. I guess we'll sit in this. Oh, what's going on in that corner? Why Mm -hmm. are those weirdos yelling? Yeah. The sex dungeon that is 20. I did that last night and I think my seasonal (laughs) depression came out on stage. I did did not have a. No. (laughs) 20s has a comedy room that it looks like a sex dungeon and comedians say it like it's it's like every third set, you're like, hey, we're hanging out in a sex dungeon. And you're like, okay, <laughs> we might as well be, I guess. I don't. Well, the problem with that room is that there's, you did, everyone here has been down there. Yeah. I think most of the people listening slash watching this are, are aware that there's just a very strange set of stairs. Yeah. Some of them come in on sex dungeon night where it is a sex dungeon. <laughs> Does that, is that canon? Yeah. It would make sense. Uh, I had, Chameleon, the BDSM group, moves over. And on Thursday, they meet there, and then afterwards, they go over to 20s to do naughty things. They bring out that, what is it, that stretcher, right, that they whip you on? The rack. The rack. Yeah. The rack. When you said stretcher, that was too vague. I was like, what are we stretching? I just realized I, I know more about, like, medieval times than sex because I'm like, I know that one. <laughs> I mean, kind of one in the same, yeah. right? It's Spanish like, Inquisition. <laughs> BDSM. That, that tall lady same. that shows up at Chameleon sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, okay, so here you strike me as like a person who feels connected with medieval things. And I only say that because I, I, I saw you read a book about medieval things <laughs> once. Mm-hmm. Once it been a couple. A Distant Mirror by Barbara Tuckman. That's a very good. Did um, I hit a nail on the head? Are you are you a medievaler? I, I've read some. Okay. I read. I know how to read, Lauren. 
forgot you read. Anyways, perfect segue into a good question. What time frame do you identify with? Do you feel like you were born out of this time or do you like... I don't know if I connect with the medieval ages. Yeah, I know. It was a bad <laughs> it was a bad segue to what I thought was a good question. That's why I still ask. No, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, like each era has like something that's really interesting about it. Like mm. obviously medieval times was great for torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, torture, <laughs> dysentery, just death. The death, things death, you death. identify with, right? Yes, you'd be surprised. Um, so I definitely get that. But no, I got to say as a woman, I am so glad I'm born in this time. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Got that. Because literally everything like before the fifties was just terrible, just terrible. So I am, I am glad that I am born firmly, um, here in in the 20th century, 21st century, 21st century, 21st, yeah, 21st century. Um, I Are we will, sure about that? Yeah, it is. It's a <laughs> Yeah, because zero through a hundred is the first century, and that knocked the whole thing off. It's like second century is the one hundreds. I'm still not certain, but continue. <laughs> I think millennials, myself included, desired to be born in the '60s because we wanted to be a part of that, like um, civil, yeah. like revolution. Yeah, like, I felt yeah. that growing up, and like you want to. Absolutely. No, I think it was felt because there's so much like BS that like we grew up with. You can't have that mustache and look at me weird about wanting to be born in the 60s. That mustache that is progressive. I'm really sorry that I just really like looking at you incredulously for no reason. And that's what that was. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We've been podcasting for like two years and I'm just like, wait, he... As soon I've been as, explaining myself unnecessarily the whole time. As soon as we turned the cameras on, I was just like, I'm going to get him for a while. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell him. To turn the cameras off, <laughs> go in audio only. Give us our today. phones back. <laughs> oh, shit. So would you say that? 60s, 70s? I think, we, I think we got what we asked for with the 60s. I think everyone wanted to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And yeah. I think we got it with the George Floyd. Um, um, not to go like super serious, but so yeah, I definitely identify with now times. So like the, yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement, that's our civil rights. Absolutely. Yeah. Not I can just see that. that, but like um, the uh, f- like the feminist march on Washington right. when Trump got elected, the whole pussy hat thing. I was there. Um, Did you have a hat? <laughs> No. How was the march? That seems like an exciting place and time. We dressed as literal militant feminists. Hell yeah. I mean, if you can't (laughs) get a a hat, that's a solid (laughs) sidestep. With like hats and uh, a uniform and yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Hell Um, yeah. Just sort of stomping around looking pissed. Boots. It's wild to think about. You just listed so many things that happened in such a short amount of time. And it's like, oh shit, that's right. All of those things were very recent. A couple years Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. I don't like (laughs) what COVID did to time in my brain Mm -hmm. because literally like the past five years have felt like four or seven times that Mm -hmm. like the the three things that you mentioned all happened within a span of like four years, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it, was 20, it like, 2020 was George Floyd. Yeah. 2016 was um, Pussy Riot, whatever. <laughs> pussy Riot. <laughs> pussy Hat Riot. Well, Pussy Riot is actually a band that is yeah. radical feminist. Um, That's yeah. dope. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. When was... Uh, the sequel to Paul Blart Mall Cop and all of that, because that's how I measure time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> around when 
did they decide he needed another go? I love that you have that movie in your brain to mark time the way that like my dad used to put a pole in the yard when it snowed so we could mark the driveway. It's just like, yeah. this is where it is and this is how we mark everything. Every, everything before <laughs> Blart Mall Cop is just one indistinguishable, like it's BC. Oh my God, dude. What, what's a what's a time tent pole in your head? Like, do you have a movie or a song that. or anything that you use? It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, that was this year. Mm. I only asked you because I didn't have an example. Yeah, I didn't have one like right. I mean, it away. seems like all the the civil rights movements yeah, marked out pretty yeah. well. Yeah. I don't catalog time. Like, I don't know if I have like years pegged in my. It's real. I, timelines are awful for my brain, but. I got my high school graduation and I add four years and get my college graduation. And then other than that, it's just kind of, man, I've been doing this a while, huh? <laughs> Life. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can, I, when people ask how long I've been doing comedy, I'm just like, it beats me, man. <laughs> it started around this time. But. Same, same. Um, a wide. <laughs> I do remember starting comedy in 2012 because that's when the Mayan calendar said everything would end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, if I'm going to start comedy, it might as well be with the world's ending. what? Yes. Yes. So my, my career will be uh, uh, bright uh, yet uh, fast. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> the world's ending. You're like, I'm going to start. Stan. start. <laughs> Get it. Exactly. Because if it's awful, it's just going to end soon anyway. Oh my, yeah, I don't, that. Painless. <laughs> so yeah, 2012, um, I started on Holy Valentine's shit. Day of 2012. That was almost 11 years ago. Yeah. Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Why? I, Why? Because I had just broken up with my boyfriend. There and it I is. Was on, <laughs> what, I was on a self-love What trauma journey. or tragedy made you start stand-up? Yeah, that right. should be our question from here. <laughs> Who died and made you a comedian? Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need a minute. Ooh, man, damn. Yeah, my, my relationship with him died. Yep. Um, that was the ghost. <laughs> no, oh. actually, I sh the trauma uh, came from doing improv, I should say. And oh, that no. is ah, what shoved me into stand-up because I realized in improv, um, there's a level of trust that you have to develop with your scene partners. And if your scene partners suck, then it's really hard to trust them. And I was in just one too many shows where my scene partners were like, just not not in it to win it. And I was like, they're not taking it as seriously as I am. I'm not taking improv listen, seriously enough. Listen, I'm about to bounce. I, <laughs> I got to get away from a, these jokers. Motherfucking rules. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, please don't. Okay. I'm sensitive. <laughs> what no. Yeah, don't. <laughs> listen, I don't know how you can you can curse. Yes. Okay, I don't uh, know how canceling works, so I'm done. We'll tell you all about it. Okay. <laughs> Self love journey, you know, yeah. on Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, it was cool. How'd the first set go? Awful. It was a it was yeah. a room of literally no one. My on Valentine's one, Day, I would think there'd be dates <laughs> and Day? right, right, people out oh. just like oh, there's a show. Where was so. it? This would have been in Chicago. Yeah, in, okay, it was in right. Chicago. Um, 
Oh my god! The Spaghetti Factory. The Spaghetti. Yeah, it I was think a, Chicago is specific enough. Though you can yeah, it was at the, yeah. it was at the the Unos and yes. in the in the deep dish central of Chicago. <laughs> it was on top of the bean. Exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. On top of the bean. Holy shit! Exactly where it was. How many people were on the list? No, hon. It was literally so lit- just me and another friend. Just went to a dead room with like literally maybe one person sitting at a table looking at us and then me telling really. Did you bring a microphone? There was a mic, but I just, I, I just told, yeah, the, the weirdest things that I had probably thought of in the past like year or so, just inappropriate things to just like one person. Telling her about, of course it was a woman, just telling her directly, like, about my, like, masturbation devices, you know? And she's like, okay, cool. I love doing comedy to one person where you're like, the show's still going on and I was last on the list, but there's literally one audience member. So I'm going to go up and make this person really uncomfortable. The holiday room. Yeah. The holiday room. The holiday room. On a holiday Abandoned every other day of the year. They pick up the the, the slack for the holidays, but on actual holidays. I don't even know how we got that room, who set it up. I assumed it was my friend who set it up and was like, no, we're going to do this mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening. Yeah, and it was happening. And we get there and there's no one. (coughs) I was like, you know what? I made a commitment. God damn it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. The idea that your friend didn't know that they had to talk to the bar to have an open mic. And they were just like, no, we'll just walk into this bar, set up a microphone. Who's going to yeah. stop us? I love the Might idea. Have happened. Gorilla comedy. A person that's like, hey, you know those bars that have USB ports where you can charge your phone? I found one with an XLR in the wall. Let's fucking go do jokes. <laughs> You've heard of improv everywhere. Get ready for stand up everywhere. Coming to torture you soon. And if you, if you get it while the bar is changing owners, they don't have to know. They're just like, yeah, we've always been here. That's why I still do millions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they came with the property. It's it's the grandfather-in-law. Yeah, grandfathered-in-law. That's right. That's right. The person that we're saying said this was okay was dead, so you can't check. Right. (laughs) We'll be here whether the building is or not. Oh man, yeah. You did. You had mentioned that you were on the first showcase over at Millions, the very first one, which. Um, usually during the open mic, we have this problem where uh, the bar will like talk the entire time. And that didn't change when we had the showcase. No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like the patrons knew that it was a showcase that was like, was it a makeup for the open mic or was this a thing that was already? Well, the open mic got called a couple of times. So the person who, um, Let's us do it. Was like, <laughs> hey, you want to do a showcase? But no, I feel like sometimes the bar will be completely chatty, and sometimes there will be equally good times at about the same rate. In between that, a third of the time, it'll just be kind of a normal room. And unfortunately, our first showcase started off the first way. <laughs> How many shows do you go to where you're just like, hey, this is a show. There's a bucket spot. I'm going to go check out the show. How often do you do that? Just to check out a show with a bucket spot with the intention of going up? Yeah. 
Honestly, not that often. I I did it because I I, I kind of I know you guys. Like, I, oh no 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 no. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I misphrased the question. Oh. How often when do you, you go to shows that have bucket spots? Just in general, not like with the intention of going up, but just shows that are just like that have bucket spots. It's definitely an attractive feature. Bombs okay. Away does that mm. um, pretty often. Wayne Memmott, shout out. Um, I forgot he did bucket spots on most of his stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. for sure. Um, definitely at the Comet. Um, and he's really cool about letting you go up, too. Yeah. And then he'll pay your ass. So. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Wayne's oh. dope. We should have him back on the show. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was paying bucket spots. I didn't, I didn't if you end yeah. up going on the show and there is money to split, there's a there's a phrase I heard Don't. in a song. <laughs> You're not gonna get fifteen dollars out of me, CC. <laughs> Every time I'm going up, I got paid. I'm sorry. Anytime I've done a bucket spot, I haven't been paid. Are you for real? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. But Wayne does a lot of things that most people don't do when it comes to putting money in people's hands. Wayne is an excellent person. Like, that's the. Wayne does comedy extra credit as a booker, and it's like a crazy thing. And he's. Yeah, I seriously didn't. I didn't mean to, like, like. Pull one over on you, or no? Whatever. No, this is this is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is healthy for me to find. Out. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, this is real. I, I this feel- is the other side of things. Okay. <laughs> right, right. When you're not working with somebody that like uh, the, the 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 crazy thing is, there's things that there's like folks that run showcases that take all of the money and just stick it in their pocket and don't pay anybody on the show, regardless of whether it's a bucket spot, a feature thing, mm-hmm. or a headliner, what not and i've also i've been on shows like that have you have you been on like showcases where it was like oh i drove a distance for this and i was like under the assumption as a showcase as a booked person on this showcase as like a person who was called oh yeah featuring so and so you ever been snubbed like that snubbed like on a feature show oh and then not gotten paid yeah um no, I don't. I don't think so. Oh, you lucky devil! No, I, I think if I well, that's the thing. I think I, if I haven't gotten paid, I just assumed that I wasn't supposed to. Uh, so I don't know if it's a snub or not. Yeah. That's a brilliant perspective. I, no, it's not. It's just a take <laughs> like, me by the nose perspective on the poster or the announcement or whatever. Yes. I assume that I'm going to be paid. Correct. Yeah, that's always and my assumption. That's too. happened to me before. Or I, I would just been waiting on the Venmo or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, oh, guess, yep. guess not. Yep. Sames, sames. That, uh, no, we, we got paid recently for doing that show. I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did come through. It did come through. <laughs> that we done. I don't um, think that's, that's the, like, that's the thing. I don't think I've ever had anybody that's ever like, Damn, I didn't pay for bucket spots for Urban Artifact either. Is that a thing I should have Bro, been don't doing? spiral out about this. It's <laughs> don't, okay. Don't. The, the bucket spot is there. <laughs> what have we done? Oh, Luke, you're all right, oh bud. Oh, my you're God. All right. Everything is okay. <laughs> Reach out to me. Tell me. If, Call in. If you've been mad at me and I haven't had the social awareness to notice. <laughs> That's the part that worries me. 
Because if someone's just like, oh, they're in a bad mood, that's weird. And I just forget about it. And they're like, that motherfucker <laughs> stuffing, which not good practice, but I've had to pay people out of pocket for some shows before. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I've ever run a show that I haven't gone out of pocket based on like the agreement that I've made with the play. I don't book. I haven't ran many shows, but yeah. uh, anytime that that has happened, I'm just like, hey, thank you so much for doing this. Here's uh, more money than the place is giving me to do this yeah. to all of these people. Which you um, shouldn't. No, that's bad business that. sense. That's like terrible business sense. But if we're all doing it, we together, shouldn't do that. Yeah, right. We can we can build up this wonderful community. Yeah, it's more like charity for our community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we all need gas money. I get it. <laughs> Have you booked showcases or like ran anything other than like, you know, an open mic where people sign up and whatnot? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Recently, I ran something over in Newport, actually, at the Falcon Theater called The Secret Show. And that was a late night um, show that I booked. It was a variety show. And then it was a mic after where the mic started at like 11. PM. I saw that. Is that still going on? No, I just did it once um, just to try it out. It was expensive. It was frustrating. Ultimately, it was an awesome show. Everyone had fun. Everyone did great. Um, But yeah, it's just so much work. It's a baby to have a show. And so it's like you got to be really committed. I am... I will just go ahead and plug this. Uh, myself and Justin Adkins will be putting together uh, more than a few showcases here you in the next have year. Been pumping them out. You got what the two open mics now? Yeah, we have oddly funny at Oddfellows every other Monday at uh, yeah. yeah Oddfellows Liquor Bar. Um, then we have just like a really fun casual mic that you guys have been to um, yeah. every Tuesday uh, like over at Dean's. Ones. That's fun. Hops and, and also the bar crowd is about it. Like they are. The it's ranged Weird. from like three people to like eight people in the room. It's probably a bit more, but I don't go every time. It's and so they're always fun. with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're with it. Like somebody that uh, discovered an animal they've never seen before in person, but are afraid to get close to. And they'll walk up like <laughs> afterwards and like comment on the show in a positive way. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah, I love Dean's. It's a good place. There's not too much comedy on the West Side, and so I think nah. they're not as inundated mm-hmm. with it. And so it is sort of new and and fun and novel. Yeah. Um, as far yeah. as the West Side goes, I do miss your giant mud pit. That was a what? feature, and it. What are you saying? When you drive out to the West Side, you remember where there when there was just a hole in the middle of everything. Oh, you mean on next to Queen City? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and it's now a park. Yeah. It's a yeah. What are happened you- to the mud pit? It looked like a lot of fun. I never got to go around and get in the mud pit, get up in it. I don't know how to react to you being mad at them putting a wonderfully nice park. Not enough people take advantage of just giant pits full of mud. I agree with you there. There we go. We found a baseline that we all can be. It's like your show. There was a mud pit for three years, and every time I drove past, it was like, that'd be fun to put on some big boots and stomp around in. Oh, they turned it into a park. Shit. To everything. Turn, turn, turn. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying start the Newport show again because we're close and I didn't get to go to the last <laughs> one. That's what you were saying. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was my point starting out. <laughs> How are your undercover Russians, guys? Oh, you, you pulled the, the I could, blanket off the yeah, lid. Yeah, I could go for another one, to be quite frank. Um, That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Are we out of vodka? Yeah. That's why it's sad. Okay. 
You could try and put gin in it. It doesn't sound like it would be good, though. That's not an undercover Russian. Or it's an That's under, a- undercover Belgian. <laughs> undercover Englishman. Yeah. But he, he sticks out. He should not be in the covert ops. Not at all. He just He's still got later hosen's on. Yeah. He's got the green hat. I think this guy's a spy. <laughs> oh, my word. Jesus Christ. Oh fuck! No, I um yeah. So I've I've booked shows. Um, did I book a show in Chicago? I mostly did a mic in Chicago. Um, where's I going with that? Oh yeah, but I've I've been booked on the majority of my shows that I was booked on when I first started was by comedians that I was dating. And that's how I started getting into it. And because they were producers, they sort of taught me how to produce a show. And then so I got to do the other side of it as well. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun because you don't have to worry about performing. I mean, obviously you got to do your set and whatever, but like, yeah, you get to do like sort of the administrative stuff and like bring a show to life. And that can be like super fun. There have been times where that has has seemed like the chore part of it, where I like I walk up and it's like I have to like I don't literally have a clipboard, but the person with the clipboard where I like talk to the person and be like, hey, we're having a show, right? And, like set up the mic stand and make announcements, and I'm like, I just want to show up and then make fun of the show and be on it. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to sit there shows. and judge the show, but now I get to sit there and be judged. I, I I wish that there was a magical place, like a venue that was okay with you running a show lazily, like they would set it up for you and then you'd show up 10 minutes after you said the list would go out and then you could sit down and then everyone's like, where's the list? And you'd be like, it's in the notebook. And they're like, where's the notebook? And I'm like, in my backpack. And they're like, where's your backpack? And I'm like, in my car. And then I go back out to my car and I get my backpack and I bring the list back and I put it out on a table and then the the mic starts an hour late and I do 20 minutes up top making fun of the venue (laughs) and then I don't introduce anyone and then I leave. That sounds like an open mic I've been to. Yeah. Like where regularly. I'm not going to fucking say it. it. Where do you want to? This was a trap. Will you say it in this was a trap an hour and 15 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) It it sounds like you need a a co-producer, someone that can actually do the work for you. I think you mean uh, the word you're looking for is enabler. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's easy for me and Justin to do it. He's very good at being an hour early, an hour early. (laughs) Being attentive. He's good at, at the, the finer details. Um, hour early for a show an hour late for anything else. (laughs) You can tell what he prioritizes. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not our friendship, Justin. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh shit oh god but yeah you almost need like two different mindsets to do anything someone yes. that can do micro someone that can do macro, macro yeah, yeah. There you go. so it, justin's the micro are you the macro or is it yeah no i'm the i'm the engine ah, i'm the energy okay. that gotcha. moves us because sometimes and he knows this um, you can get bogged down in details. Um, details right. can be overwhelming. Ooh, yeah. And so if you have someone behind you that just like, go, 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 like, don't worry about it. It's okay. This is you where know. we got to get going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep the pedal on the gas. So I, it's a, it's a it's good, not a phrase. it's a good balance. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be pumping out some shows pretty soon. Oh, and yeah. I haven't really told 
most people this, but I can announce it on your show too. Um, Go for it. I will be starting a production company here soon. Mm. Um, okay. Similar, like uh, if you want an idea similar to like uh, Bombs Away, something like that. Mm. Just a name that I can put, I can stamp on anything I do so that you know this was like a CC Laird production. Yeah. It would be called uh, Laughing Banshee uh, production. I like the name. <laughs> I like that, yeah. It's named after my cat Banshee. Um, she's old and she's... About Does she howl? She howls. <laughs> yes. That's why I gave her the name. She howls when she ha- when she's happy. She howls when she wants something. She's my banshee. Um, I would only accept that name on a cat if they howled constantly or were completely mute. They, okay. <laughs> the irony right? is yes. too delicious. Uh, and if you've been to a show that I've attended and, and you've heard me cackle, then you kind of understand why I'm going with <laughs> laughing banshee. I kind of... You guys are soul sisters. Exactly. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it would be really cool to uh, promote, um, you know, like female-owned mics, female-owned shows, LGBTQ shows, um, uh, POC, like just bring all of that together. Not that mm-hmm. Bombsway doesn't do that because they do, but I do think it's kind of necessary to have a, a female-owned production company here in Cincinnati. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. I mean, like you already have your eye on a place where there's not a lot happening. So like it's it's like it, most things are just finding the right spot at the right time and there's not a lot of comedy over on the west side. There's not a lot of comedy in a lot of pockets of like Cincinnati. And I really right. hope me saying that isn't the ignorance about like there there oh, being yeah. There's probably a places whole I've never heard of that we don't know about. Yeah, because that happens a lot. People will come on the show and we're like, whoa, 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 that show's been going on for how long and I've never heard about it? I don't leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> I, everyone in this room, I think, has a little bit of that just like, oh, no, this is fine. I'll be here for a while. <laughs> oh, We and can then, bubble. Yeah, we have a tendency bubble, to bubble. That's it, yeah. Or um, maybe not clickiness because I've, I've seen some people be pretty good about, you know, being social butterflies and yeah. clicks sort of working together whatever but um i will say this about cincinnati with comedy it is very um satisfying and easy to be a big fish in a small pond here how do you mean by that you can be a local celebrity very easy and get that satisfaction of i'm doing well in comedy i'm succeeding i don't have to move to chicago i don't have to do anything. I'm plateauing here and this is good enough for me. Um, cause you don't have to take on the world. You're just taking on Cincinnati. Wouldn't that be nice? It is real comfy here. Yes, exactly. Comfort is a creative killer. Yes. I, I would, uh, disagree. I would have to get booked more to feel that way, but <laughs> what I mean, yeah. <laughs> you said you disagree with comfort being a creative killer. I think if you have, I sort of lost my train of thought, but I think if you have freedom to sort of stretch your legs, as it were, then you can do that and you have more freedom to be creative. But I understand what you're saying about restrictiveness and structure forcing you to come up with like creative options, right? Or or that and also like the other side of the same coin of like um, your hunger coming from your need and your desire and your creative process coming from that hunger. And as soon as your needs and desires are met, your hunger goes away. So your creative process doesn't have any fuel for the engine anymore. And a lot of people don't ever find like a hybrid fuel source. 
mostly it's just yeah. cheap to live in Cincinnati, <laughs> and that's what makes it easy. It's comfy, just, cheap, comfy, homely. Cheap. We're homely. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. I do get what you're saying. Cincinnati is the as... van down by the river. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we are literally. Like, I don't want to pinpoint our location, but if this house were a van, we wouldn't be. <laughs> Oh, shit. But there is that cycle of, like, what you were talking about. And I'm thinking of it with joke writing. When I have new jokes, I feel the need to stop writing, and then I bomb. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I need to write jokes, and then I'll write right. new jokes. And it's just that cycle of, like, when I have written funny jokes, that need gets filled, so I stop trying as hard. Yes. I was just thinking about this the other day yeah. trying to be more disciplined about polishing the jokes that I have that I know work well but need a, just a little extra they they just need to be right. practiced and worked on but yeah you get like one laugh or a couple laughs from it and you're like awesome that joke is perfect <laughs> let's move yeah. on right, to right, something right. else and you quit polishing it and then nope. it's not a mirror <laughs> it's then, just foggy yes yeah. exactly you, I oh I had this thought recently that if I'm ever uh, perform, this isn't about anyone in particular, so I don't want to lay that shade out there. That makes me feel immediately like it's... Which one of us are you going to talk about? No, 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 no. You guys will feel much (laughs) better as soon as I get there, but this isn't about anyone in particular. But if I'm ever closing out a showcase in a bar within walking distance of my house and I'm crushing because most of the people know me and were ribbing me and being real fun with me at the bar... As they're talking through the show, I'm moving out of this fucking city (laughs) or whatever any other city that I'm in. Uh, I don't ever want to be a local hero. I don't ever want to be that local legend. Uh, But like until you are the most marketable person ever, you're going to be kind of local, just localized to like the U.S. market. Maybe. The, but, right, yeah. right. But that's what I mean. Like, that is a huge, like, I don't know about red flag, but like, that's, that's a, uh, that's a bell going off that it's like, it's time to be on to other things. Okay. You so know? that's your motivation to like, keep going. I guess. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. okay. You know me real eloquent. Y'all know me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest bomb, CC? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, let me say this. Uh, I bombed very early in life. Um, I I had a traumatic bomb. A life bomb, not a comedy bomb. No, not a comedy bomb, but it was a stage bomb. I bombed on stage. It was first grade play. Oh, okay. Not improv. We're going all the way back. All literally stage trauma. Let's set the scene. What's first grade CC up to? What's what's the, the first grader version of you like? Um, I wasn't aware of people outside of my mind quite yet. I honestly thought you were just asking what's first grade because you skipped it. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I almost got held back because my people skills still weren't. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. (laughs) Please set the scene. (laughs) Uh, Right. Uh, Precocious, you know. um, Okay. uh, I was. Are you clapping back? (laughs) 
my char- the character I was cast for was quote unquote the bratty child. Oh um, yeah. Obviously, Hell I yeah. aced the audition, <laughs> um, and so I just forgot my lines. I think because I was nervous, and my lines were I was supposed to go up to Santa and be like, "My mommy and daddy buy me anything I want," and I literally forget the next part because I stopped. I looked at everyone who was watching me. I forgot my lines and I started bawling, crying. Oh, no. That's precocious. That's very precocious of me. Uh, You were just filling the role. (laughs) 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 So, is that like a formative memory for you? Like, how can it not be? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it absolutely is. Um, <laughs> and I stayed away from performance altogether for the majority of my life because I just thought, oh, I'm just not meant for it. Obviously, if I bombed that early, then <laughs> first yeah. grade, how long did that last? What do you mean until I, from first grade, when's the next time you went on stage or had the urge to? Not until high school. That's a while. Mm-hmm. And then because oh, I, 11 years. Yeah. And then I didn't do, I didn't really, commit to it in high school because again I was still sort of afraid so then the next time I really really approached performance was when I went to Chicago so it was like 2010 something like that um okay so you moved to Chicago and then pursued like on stage stuff I moved to Chicago specifically to and I don't know to study comedy I don't that's how I phrased it because I didn't know if I wanted to get into it, yeah. but I knew I wanted to go where it was all happening. And I wanted to like get into improv. I, I know I wanted to do something, whether it was writing, performing, um, getting into voiceover work, getting voices and shit like that. And so there's, and so I was just like, let's just do this. <laughs> I had, um, a mental breakdown at the age of, yeah, at the age of (laughs) 22. uh, And I was one semester away from graduating and becoming a high school English teacher. Um, And I had a complete and utter mental breakdown. I actually fainted in the middle of the high school room. And I had to be rushed to the oh, nurse's so you office. Were like P- PAing or TAing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I was doing my practicum. Okay, Holy so it, was shit. it like the fact of like the path that you were laying out for you? Just kind of you looked at it and you're like, nah. It, it was just like one of those cinematic moments where it was just like everything was on top of each other. It was like the fact that I'm here way too early, the fact that I'm not getting any sleep, not eating, I'm stressing myself oh, out. Yeah. It all. And then when I when I when I came to, it was just sort of like, why am I doing this? Because the only thing that like gives teachers reprieve from teaching is complaining about teaching <laughs> and it's miserable. And if I'm going to be miserable, I don't really want to be stuck teaching kids. Cause that just sort of sounds like a kind of hell that I don't personally want to be a part of. Yeah. And if I'm going to be, a, if I'm going to be someone that has to have two jobs in order to do what they love anyway, I should just do what I love. Yeah. I shouldn't yeah. be trying to do this. Oh, oh, oh I, I can't be an artist. That's not a real job. Oh, oh, I should go be a teacher. I should go make cold calls. I should go be an insurance agent. <laughs> I can't, you know, what? No, sorry. I should just do what I want because clearly trying to like do this straight and narrow path literally is bad for me. Yeah. yeah making you pass out and giving you panic attacks and yeah i feel yeah. that it, it i love that 
It feels like there's a lot of us that like that straight and narrow path that you were talking about is actually fucking hot coals Mm -hmm. and everyone's walking on it and we're looking at people walking on it like, what are you, how, what are you, fuck, ow. It's almost ow. recommending one single path for a group of everyone is not going to work out for most of those people. Yeah. No, what do you mean, man? Go down the slide. I don't care if it's hot. I don't care if it's hot. I don't care how short your shorts are. Go down the slide. Everyone's an insurance agent. (laughs) Study like it and grow up to be that and we'll all wear business suits and we'll stop making other clothes. (laughs) That's right. We'll all eat food pills. Uh, food and water pills and we'll all take a mass transit the train to work to and from right mass transit the train mass transit and i'm sure i'm sure that'll stop school shootings (laughs) 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 a certain society will get good and just people will stop killing a bunch of people because you know they just needed their dreams inserted into their heads that's right because conformity (laughs) (laughs) yeah that needed a wink and a finger gun at the end um (laughs) so that was my very first bomb um that okay what did where okay how long did you do improv before you transitioned into stand-up again just a few years just a couple of i graduated from the second city uh program the improv program there's the uh there's like the training program and then there's the conservatory and the conservatory is actually kind of like the improv college and that's where the people that they pick from snl they pick from the conservatory okay. yeah that like this is this is wild to me uh you you're, you're so like i was on stage watching i should say chris red on stage at snl um i was watching some of the writers the writer that got fired for making trump fun of trump's kid like right at 2016 her I would catch her every Friday night. Are you shitting me? No. That's wild. It it was wild. It's wild. To you see were- Sarah Sherman <laughs> on SNL when I've been in the same room as her. I I still like the thing I can't wrap my head around is this bookend that you have in first grade. You 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 had this traumatic thing that happened and then you fast forward all the way to the end of your improv thing. Being the the decision that is like, oh, well, these people just can't. I need to get on my own shit. Right. And that's like, I, I know people that never get around, over a hurdle of like, you know, performance trauma. No matter how old, young or whatever, if they have a traumatic experience in front of people, they just can't get over it. And you came like full circle. I mean, yeah, it took a while, but you did come entirely full circle where we're like, oh, I can't. No, nah, I need to. I'm on another level. I need to go. And do my own thing and do stand up and just make people laugh and then start my own production company <laughs> and just like be a comet shooting real, real yeah. fast in a direction. That's dope. That's the, really amazing. The only way out is through. I'm sorry, say that again. The only way out is through. Now say it in your favorite silly voice. <laughs> That's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. <laughs> The only way out is true, love. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There you go. <laughs> Cockney is always the way to go. Cockney English accent is always and also one of my favorites. We're, we're in the yeah. trenches in World War. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was watching Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Do you have any words of wisdom for our audience season? Be as honest as you can with yourself, 
with people. Hell yeah. Life. It, it, it cuts through so much BS and it makes things easier in general. Let's be honest. That's the most important thing. Honesty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom? I haven't asked you that in like a long time. Are we wrapping um, up? A little. Okay. I had yeah, more I, bombs to share. I, do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they like freebie bombs or do you want to like stick around for the Patreon? It's a lot of bombs. It's watching my boyfriend's bomb. It's having a recent bomb at... I, I, was, I was trying to work it in the conversation. I'm sorry I'm revealing this. No, 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 no this no, is fine. Okay. If fine. you have a... It, We'll get back to you. What other bombs do you have? <laughs> Let's do one quick one, then jump to the Patreon. You don't make the rules here. It's a suggestion. It's a democracy. We don't have to do that. Yeah. I'm going to pull a breaker on the house and ruin everything. <laughs> I, uh, would we like to do one short one? And okay, Lauren, let's put it up to a vote. All in favor of doing one short one and moving on to the Patreon. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, do that's that. uh, three votes. Okay, cool. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your short one? Okay, but this is actually a, a witness of a bomb. Okay, that this that is this the boyfriend's bomb? Yes. Hell yes. yes. Um, I like when people bring other people's stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's mean and unfair. That's what I like about it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> when you watch someone who's in I won't say his name. When I watch, <laughs> And, and if you really Ooh. just say, like, oh, a male comic that CeCe dated in Chicago, like, that's just a grab bag. Like, really, you will not know who I'm talking about. That's just big net, big net wide net, you know. Uh, oh, is he white? Yeah, oh, you know, <laughs> wide net, you know. Um, so, oh, no, uh, it was, like, a very small show. It really was, like, insignificant. It was, like, in the basement of a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, and it <laughs> I've was, done that show in another city. It's so weird. <laughs> Basement restaurant show Mexican restaurants. How is it that specific? (laughs) But they're like, these will have comedy shows. It's that and laundromats. I don't know what the vibe is. I don't know either, but their nachos were great. Also similar to the vibe they usually are. Uh, You sure it wasn't in Columbus? (laughs) (laughs) We've covered. We've all been there. It's in different states. One of the sea cities. One of the sea cities. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was the bomb that broke him. Um, it was, it was in front of practically no one. It was mm. a show that his friend booked him on. Is it broke him like he quit? Correct. Oof. Oh, oh. God. This is a fucking nail in a coffin we're we, talking about. Someone else has to talk about this bomb because. Weeping. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You can't get this otherwise. Weeping. Oh my God. Outside. How, okay, from the moment it's like, all right, thank you, goodbye to weeping. How much time are we talking? Like, walked outside and immediately. It's pretty, pretty much like, yeah, minutes. Oh. How much time? Just so like it was like a five. Maybe it was a ten minute spot. I think it was a ten minute spot, and no one was there. It was a few. It was a few people, but like not, not a, an amount of people to me that I would feel like, oh, I just embarrassed myself in front of 16 people. It was more like I embarrassed myself in front of like five or six non-comics. Right, right, right. And you know, it wasn't terrible, but I think he was, I think it was just the the straw that broke the camel's back. I could see weeping if you're like, no, I'm never doing this again. But if I have a bad set, I'll get real pissy. Like last night, 
<laughs> I, I, I was standing outside and I'm like, you were not happy. You were not happy. Wasn't in a great mood anyway, and that's why the set went bad. But <gasps> no one wants to bomb. But then I went dungeon. back in and it was still fun. Yeah. And then I'm like, and now I'll write more because yeah, I've been thinking about a lot, a lot about that cycle. <laughs> exactly, dog. Exactly. Uh, the person in in question in this uh, enigmatic bomb. Um, we we should come up. What what do we want to call this person? Randolph. Randolph. I love it. So Randolph. Randolph. How long has Randolph been doing comedy at this point? When bombing in front of a handful of people. Man. Breakdown cry. Yeah, maybe maybe five, six years, to be fair. Oh, fuck. That's, don't tell me that number. <laughs> it, to be fair, he was sort of a small town comic for quite some time and then moved to Chicago. And I don't know if it's oh. kind of hard to adapt to that because... Mm. You have to grind like and there is at least one or two open mics every single night. And if people don't see you out every other night doing that, it's kind of hard to book you on a show when I when there yeah, are there's people. so many people. It's so very easy people. to forget. People. You forget everybody. It's like, overwhelming. Sometimes it's easier to just not go like at my all. grandpa. <laughs> yes. Stand up comedy is exactly like dementia. You forgot everybody. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> It's very sad, actually. Okay, but let me bring it. Let me bring it together. Let me bring it back because. <laughs> Remember earlier today when I didn't know that I told you I don't know the difference between sad and funny all the time. <laughs> Please bring it back. Bring it anywhere from where we're at. He didn't have a name to call me because he forgot everyone. Like usually it'd be a like he'd call me the previous generation, like my dad or something. Didn't even remember that name. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but like in Chicago, you forget people all the time. So it's like that. Yeah, just like that. Just comedy is exactly like dementia. Uh, can't undo it. Bringing it back to what? <laughs> Randolpho quit. And that's okay. Um, after Randolph, uh, dating again in the scene. Um, and then I have bombed in front of a guy, a comic who I, I had a huge crush on. We were kind of starting to date and I, the level of cognitive dissonance with myself sometimes <laughs> is amazing. The delusion I live with. Yeah. Love I that. went into this weird like Wanda Sykes personality where I was like, Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? And like I heckled him from the stage. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I thought I was, I, I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably fun for everyone else watching me oh lose my, my fucking mind. Um, oh, but no, you and didn't, then he didn't. had no, I, and then I was like, Hey, what's after the, the stage? He was like, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I was like picking on him like crowd work. Like, hey, honey, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. doing? You tall drink of water. <laughs> was your thought like, oh, this is a safe I, target to like do this? Because like I know them and like. I thought I was flirting. Oh, oh shit. Delusion level 11. <laughs> That's yeah, that is spinal tap. That is turned all the way up to 11. Holy fuck. That's. Welcome to having a personality <laughs> disorder. <laughs> okay. 
Peter's story was interesting because he didn't bounce back. He didn't love the bomb at all. Right. How, how'd you come back from that? What was the, the fallout like? I think the level of humiliation you experience with a bomb has the opportunity for the level of like learning from it. For sure. So obviously I learned like, please don't mix like flirting and <laughs> yeah. stage time. Like Dark. if you're on stage, do your stage bit. Don't like, don't try to be extra. Like I thought it was an eye at the Apollo kid. I thought they were going to write about this in books. I oh. thought it was going to be history in the making. This was a meet cute happening in real time. Like this is, this is the story. This we is the story we're going to tell. We had been dating. Like we oh, hooked up a couple times. I speed bumped that detail. Fuck. I missed it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't know. We'd hooked up a couple times. So I thought maybe, yeah, safe target. But I oh. thought I was like flirting. Like it was yeah. very strange. Um, but I had to show my face, you know, in the scene again. And luckily, like, I think it's very uh, uh, hard to like maybe give me personally a hard time. So I got like a lot of sympathy pats <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. Oh, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's worse or not. Yeah. People, people do. Okay. Th th this is a thing with a caveat, but people do forget faster than we give them credit for as yeah. long as they have something else to remember. Because if you do that and then stop, they'll always remember you as that person. But if you show up and show them you're not. Right. Yeah, they yeah. pretty quick. I yeah. can't end on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got, you got any shows coming up in the future? You got socials you want folks to like find you at? Is there, what, what information sure do you want to put on the button at the end of this uh, shirt? What things have buttons? What things have buttons? Hold, uh, Computers. I, I should be knowing this automatically, but uh, is that a thing that comes at the end of stuff? Computers? The end of civilization, maybe. But oh god, Terminator! There's <laughs> a button on him. What shows you got before the fucking? <laughs> before we free associate into just <laughs> <laughs> this week. <laughs> You can catch me uh, on the 12th at Planet of the Tapes in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, on the four, four days ago. The 12th of December? Yeah, that's in two days. Today's the 10th. Right, but this doesn't come out today. Oh. <laughs> you had a great time watching C.C. Laird then. Yeah, you saw her at Planet of the Tapes, right? <laughs> it was a great time. I was okay. there. How about this? You can catch me on the 22nd at Motor Mouth. There we are. Hell, Hell yeah. Motor Pub. Um, I love that show. It's a great room. Carl Spaeth is amazing. Yeah. Runs a great show. Yeah. So definitely if you're looking for a fun time, some relaxation during the holidays, definitely catch that. It's a great show. Fuck yeah. You want to you wanna thank the patrons and we'll get, we'll get out of here and then we'll get on. Uh, to I, I don't. Who is the new guy? What is the new guy's name? Thank you very much. Evan Beckmeyer, Kylie McGregor Dills. Lake, Eric Newman, my wife, Tori Fagenbush. <laughs> um, it's uh, Garrett Titlebaum. Garrett Titlebaum. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I always, I'm like, I'm going to bring him up. We I'm going to have a have list to read. Enough patrons for us to be forgetting names. That's You're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much.